When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Don't tell me what to do. That's all I have to say. What? It sickens me. It sickens you? Yeah. What the hell were you guys just fighting about? I saw one of you yammering and the other one was kind of leaning back. I didn't want to hear it. We were fake singing. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're said fake singing. I understand. That yeah. would be p- very painful to hear. And yeah. then the music just cut out. And so I thought that AJ yes. was trying to pull like a gotcha moment where I'm going to mute the music <laughs> and now you're just going to hear Tevin singing. So. I had a friend that had a voice like this. He had, his real voice was like this. Hey, Tommy, how you doing? So he'd come and pick me up and we'd drive around and he would sing along to the radio. Oh, my God. Is that it's been a hard day's night? Yeah, that's good, man. That sounds great. Sounds wonderful, ladies and gentlemen. Ugh. So you know, a couple hours of that a day was enough. I, I remember one very other quick one. I had a friend named Joe Hager. His son still lives in town. I know that, but he was on 1500 KSTP with me. He did six to ten when I did ten to two, and Joe and I became really, really good friends. We're riding around. And uh, we had another friend with us. So there, 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 there's me. There's an Italian guy from uh, Camden, New Jersey, and my friend in the back seat, a black man in America today. Mm-hmm. So we pull up to the light at Sixth and Hennepin. Yeah, Sixth and Hennepin. We're stopped at a light, and this Asian woman was looking into the car because, like, you know, you said this like bland honky me then you got hager then you got my other friend and i and i'm not saying his name because i don't know if he wants me to bring this up because he they'd probably cancel him but she was looking into the car and she wouldn't look away she kept staring into the car he rolls down his window in the back seat and he goes what you looking at chinese woman (laughs) first of all how do you know she's chinese that'd be a pretty big but it was funny i mean can we still even he was not insulting her in any way shape or form no, you just pick what you can see and notice about her. That's, exactly. Like, if she was wearing a red jacket, you'd, you'd comment on the red jacket. Yeah, people got to stop being so sensitive. Some of that stuff is funny. I'm sorry. I We all found it to be human. She even thought it was hilarious, as a matter of fact. She just started laughing. But, uh, you know, we can't do that stuff. Anymore. No fun of any kind. No. Because I don't think that would have ruined anyone's life. What do you think? I don't think so. That seems like a pretty harmless, we just all either exactly. laugh and move on. He didn't mean anything by it. He's just trying to be funny. And it was funny. 
Um, let me say, I'm going to piss off every uh, college professor and every uh, college student in America. Happy Hanukkah, bitches. <laughs> yeah, take that. Take that home with you. Happy day, Jews. It's Hanukkah. Yeah, it's Hanukkah. <laughs> what is that? Eight, eight, eight days? Eight nights? What, eight, eight, crazy nights. Crazy days nights. and nights, yes. Listen to you, you know, and all this stuff. I'm very happy for you. But no, Hanukkah is a very, it was a very big deal in my neighborhood, man. We, we used to have some, well, they still put up uh, uh, the menorah on uh, Highway I, 100. Yep, I just drove by it. I love that. You know, when they, they didn't put it up for a couple of years when they were changing the highway, they were working on the highway. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They didn't put it up for a couple of years. And where the hell is the, where's the menorah? Let's go. I, uh, I was just so used to it being there, you know? Yeah, I like it. And I always think about, like today on my drive in, when you see it, you go like, so who's the main person that does that? Like I think to myself, cause I'm, I'm not reliable for that. So I was like, I wonder if mm-hmm. more people have to get trained in to make sure that like, if does, is, you know, Jason, the only one who knows how to do it. I had this whole thought about like, yeah. the, they better yeah. have backup. They better train everybody in. Cause like, that's gotta be around forever. I will, because it's Hanukkah. I want to tell my favorite story working out the, Jewish Community Center with Mike Gelfand. He used to invite me over to Jewish Community Center, and I brought this up last week, but I'll say it again. I uh, Happy Hanukkah. Why is there a sign at the Jewish Community Center that says no dunking? Okay. Uh, yeah, a lot know. of guys working out there can dunk yep. a basketball. <laughs> no, maybe they bring no. a friend. Yeah, bring it a friend. That's right. They had to bring a friend. Exactly. So we got a bunch of stuff to get to. One of the things that I'd like to mention is, to, in, in his honor, to honor the passing of Norman Lear, who I adored. He used to be on the queue all the time. Just a great guy. Uh, very creative. What did I watch that he and Bud Yorkin came together to put on television? One of my favorite TV shows of all time. And if you can't guess out of the box, I can give you a couple of clues. You guys might not even know about this show because it was so long ago. I was going to say Cheers. Uh, earlier than that, actually. Okay. This show is now, and I didn't even know this. This show would be now 51 years old. Oh, jeez. Uh, 1972. But it's a very, very famous, it's an iconic show. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't let me put it, let me, I'll give you another hint. Okay. The son on the show is named Lamont. Oh, all this is what we talked to. Yeah. With Christian. Nope. Not good, all in the family. Good times. Uh, Sanford nope. and Son. Yeah, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Lamont. That show is to this day, fifty years later, fifty-one years later, is hilarious because the between Damone Wilson, who played Lamont, his son, and did you know, by the way, why that show is called Sanford and Son? I never knew why because it was Steptoe and Son in in England, mm-hmm. where it started, and then when that came came over here and was produced over here. The name is Sanford and Son. Why is it called Sanford and Son? I was just assumed that the main character's name, last name was Sanford. Yeah. Yep. But there's a bigger part of it. Oh, oh. I don't know. The fact that Red Fox's real name is John Sanford. Oh. Ah. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. I love all that stuff about Hollywood. Why is this called that? Why is this done this way? But I watched... Uh, Sanford and Son. And by the way, there are, I believe, about 200 episodes, and I'm going to watch every one of them. We laughed so damn hard last night. The things that he would say to his son, again, I don't think you could say that stuff to your own son on TV anymore. 
like, how'd you like one across your lips? Right, <laughs> He's gonna think... punch his son in the face. The casualness <laughs> they used to ver- like uh, threaten to punch people to the moon and back. Um, <laughs> their wives. Moon, yeah, like that I seems moon, a, that doesn't seem to fit in with today's culture. God, one of my favorite Jackie Gleason stories on the honeymooners. You know, he never showed up for run-throughs. He never practiced. What he just showed up while it was and it was a live show, right? So he never was out there working it out with everybody else. He'd just show up and do his lines and do his part and all the rest of it. It did a great job. But at one time, he sat down at the table. Alice, I've come home in time for dinner. And he sits down, he puts his hand down, and it hits the pork chop on his plate. Yeah. The pork chop, now this is a live show, flips up in the air, hits the ground, and cracks in half because it's actually just a piece of wood. It's not a real pork chop. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Live show to the nation, high, hot, hottest show in the country at the time. Flips it, pork chop breaks in half on the floor. He looks down and he goes, Alice, that pork chop is overcooked. <laughs> well, that's a brilliant. That's a brilliant. <laughs> that is good. That's like great that on the wonderful? fly improv. Yeah, that's yeah. just kind of working oh. with, what the, with the hand you're dealt. And also He's probably amazing. gives his producers so much anxiety. I like know. he rolls into the parking lot <laughs> yeah. 10 minutes before the show and yes. just like, yeah, let's wing it today. Absolutely. So if you want to honor, because uh, I did, I mean, he was the greatest producer, 101 years old. He lives to be Norman Lear. But I just, I got to watch something that Norman produced. And I went all the way back and I, man, I got to watch Sanford. I loved that show anyway when I was, because I was like 20 years old when it came out. It's a magnificent show. And when Aunt Esther, you guys ever watch the show? I mean, oh, you've heard of it. Have no, I've just seen clips. You know, like, yeah. I don't even think it played okay. anywhere when I was younger. Maybe. Uh, like a TV Nick land. at night, but yeah, TV land was like where I would see that. Yeah. Frankly, yeah. though, I would usually yep. skip past it as a as a kid, <laughs> just because you know I would look at it and be yeah. like, okay, this I, don't, I think I'm too young for whatever this is, and then I'd move well, on. Well, plus you're racist. That's the other. Part, that was the big the thing. Is show. little AJ was super racist. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, also the same reason I skipped past Bonanza. I have yeah. a defi- yes. I, I, I dis- <laughs> dislike cowboys. <laughs> Yeah, I, I hate Cobo. That was a good show, too, actually. But Norman Lear, God bless you. You and Bud York and putting that show together and all the things that Norman Lear did. And Norman, thank you so many as, as for, for appearing on the morning show so many times, just being a great guy. I mean, this guy was phenomenally successful, incredibly wealthy. He, he acted like he was your next door neighbor. He's just a great guy. That's awesome. So if there's a heaven, I'm sure he's there. Right. Absolutely. Yep. And if there's a heaven, Judd will be there someday. I do know that. Wow. Okay. Well, that's good news. Thank you. I'm, <laughs> I was I was sweating that. You know. <laughs> good news. Borderline. I I think I'm borderline. So th- that that beat me great. But no, you you are right, Tom. Um, my God. Th- think about think about Norman Lear's impact on the '70s. Oh God, it's unbelievable. What a talent. That man was no question. And he, look, a lot of people said they would never watch television again because of him. Well, he's putting people like Negroes in places of prominence. I remember well, there were complaints like that. And, and all in the family. If you go back and watch that oh, now, love it. Uh, that is a show. But, but I mean, you talk about, you talk about tackling topics. Hell, oh, yeah. even Mod. Mod yep. had a, Mod had yep. an entire show on abortion. In the 70s. That's right. I forgot about that. You're absolutely right. They did. That was great television, i got to be honest with you. TV right now is maybe the best it's ever been because of streaming. 
Yes. I mean, the streaming shows are just incredibly good, most of them. Uh, but back then, that the television in the late 60s, maybe it was because of, you know, the Kennedy assassination and Martin Luther King was killed and then Robert Kennedy was killed. And they just kind of realized, man, look, it's 1970, 71. We've been through three years of this. We got to start laughing again. And I think that's exactly why those shows were, were so good. The, the, the country was in misery for about three, four five years because of all the things that happened in the late sixties, mm-hmm. you know, Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you know, like I said, Northside burned to the ground. But you know, other than that, the rest of the neighborhood looked, looked really good. That's the thing I've, I've said. I've said though, you know, my uh, my childhood for the most part, well, my teenage years, because I came of age in the '80s. For people my age, we had it really easy for a long time. Like there wasn't a That's lot good. of. Right. But what I'm saying is, I think now we think it's so tumultuous. And the reality is, to what you're saying, the, the 60s and into the early 70s. Yeah. Uh, that was a different world. Like that, that was also as tumultuous, if not more so than now in some ways, probably. Right. In some ways. The only thing now that does it terrifies me, to, to be honest, is the hatred people have for humanity. It, it's, it's so troubling that we teach that in our schools to hate people. Well, Isn't right, but it is. But but you know what? People don't recall this, and and I don't recall it firsthand. But I mean, there are stories about the people that came back from fighting in v- Vietnam who mm-hmm. were spit on, who were despised, Absolutely. who were hated because they signified. I, I and I'm not. They shouldn't have. But somehow they ended up signifying all that was wrong with the war when they just went and did their, what was yep. their job. And, and now I feel like, you know, for the soldiers who have come back and this is the right thing, you know, they're far more praised. They certainly aren't seen as the problem. Right. So like they're like, like that's a hatred that we don't have now that we had then that I totally don't get. Like, why would you, why would you pick people and say that they signified a war when they basically, you know, yeah, they signed up, but they also went and fought in what sounds like it was hell. So but interesting times. You also have to remember, and my friend Bobby Knotts, who was in the United States Army, they didn't join the Army. They were drafted. Yeah. It that's was a- not their choice to do it. They were drafted to go fight. And how yeah. you could piss on someone who had no option, Yeah, I don't understand. I'll never understand it. My mom was always very concerned about a draft. Because she oh, had yeah. seen that, and she's all she was all, always like, you know, thought that when things uh, went sideways, that there might be a draft again. And I can't imagine, I can't imagine having your number called. I was number twenty-seven in the draft. That's a very low number. That that <laughs> is low. But I had had two hernia operations from lifting weights. I had gotten two hernias from lifting weights. So they said, we can't, we can't put you in the army. You got two hernia rep- repairs here. We, you can't come in. I was not good enough to get in the – well, actually, I was drafted in the Marine Corps because they did draft into every service back then. Real, that's really interesting. Yeah, people don't know that. Most people no, – it was mostly Army and Marines. Most of it was Army and sure. Marines. Sure. I didn't know that. Yep. It's wow. great history. No question about it. But I just uh, – I don't know. It's just one of those situations where if – they think things are really bad now. You should maybe have gone through the 60s and early 70s because you'd think this was heaven, except for the fact 
and it's around the world. It's not just America. People hate one another now, which I've never understood. Yeah, I, I just don't know. You know, my my whole thing, and this translates to all walks of life and all all yeah. things, is is the recency bias of us always. We we always think the current thing is like this in, incredible thing, right? But I mean, what the fifties. The fifties had the whole thing, the the whole communism thing, right? And, oh, yeah. and yep. like that's some that's some weird stuff, man. Yeah, I never even knew what communism was until I was about like seven. <laughs> then I found out a lot about what communism was when I was seven. Yep. There was a big. Uh, well, I just watched Oppenheimer. Did you ever watch the movie, the three hour movie? I've not seen it. No. It but is great phenomenal. things about it. Or oh, great things about it. Yep. It's a phenomenal movie, and that comes up. All the time in in that, how do you make a decision? And I still don't understand one thing, and I, I don't want to get too heavy here, So, but I still don't understand because basically Japan had surrendered and they still bombed it to scare Russia. I mean, think about that choice that Harry Truman made. You didn't hmm. have to bomb Japan, but you did. I don't, you know, and again, yeah. unless the history books I've read are all wrong, it was to scare Russia, not the Japanese. Isn't that weird? Very interesting. I did not know that. Nobody knows that because they don't teach I that. I didn't know that. It's so disgusting. Interesting. You know? hmm. Nothing surprises well, me, though. No, it doesn't surprise me at all. But in any case, let's go on some lighter topic. Like, let's talk about Hitler. No. <laughs> <laughs> What's everybody's stance on gun control? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there oh you my go. God. No. Did you did somebody tell you? Did I tell I didn't tell you this? I was walking down the the sidewalk. AJ, this is weird. Gun control. I was walking down the sidewalk a few days ago. This guy goes, Man, look at that wallet in your pocket. I said, That's not a wallet, it's a gun. He goes, Oh. <laughs> You said it's not a wallet. I'm just happy to see you. That's a weird. Yeah, exactly. That's a weird interaction from the get go, yes. from the start. You got it. If I was walking and I saw a bump in someone's pocket, I'd say, "Look at that wallet in your pocket." And I have weird. Exactly. It's weird. Yeah, that guy. And the weird thing is, it was my left front pocket. It was not in my mm-hmm. back pocket. It was in my left front pocket. And I suppose why he would think that's a wallet because you keep your wallet in your back pocket, don't you? Usually, and just, I mean, a word of advice for that guy, don't walk, there's certain neighborhoods you shouldn't walk down and go, hey, nice wallet in your pocket, because they're going to think you're trying to get one over on them and probably jump you. That's a little different than like, hey, I like that shirt. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's different. But uh, it all works out in the end. So, any now, I leave this up to you and Tevin, if there's any great cheering to be done uh, for our sports teams. Yeah, Judd. What are we doing with yeah. Josh Dobbs? Like, what, <laughs> I, I get it. He hasn't necessarily played, you know, ungodly terrible, but he hasn't. We can move on from him. I think we've seen what the ceiling is, and we know what we've got. We should probably move on. But they want to name him the starter. What's going on over there? Uh, this speaks to, uh, I think, how uh, incredibly average to below average Nick Mullins truly is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and the Jaron Hall thing, it look, yeah, he played essentially two series and didn't look bad, but he was a fifth round draft pick. They never intended to play him. Mm-hmm. So, Tevin, I think what this is is, and there's a bunch of teams in, in the same boat now because there's so uh, many starting quarterbacks hurt. I think what this is is a lesson that when you lose your quarterback, you're sort of in 
in a way screwed. It doesn't mean you're going to miss the playoffs, but mm-hmm. it's not like you got a lot of good choices. No. So you got to make one choice. I'm just glad they made a choice. But uh, yeah, I think that this is a this is a vote of Nick Mullins. They thought about it and they thought, let's try that Josh Dobbs one more time. Let's see what <laughs> we know. can get from him one more time. Yeah. What do you, what do you feel long term? Does this have any implications on bringing Josh Dobbs back for next season, or is it still you know all the eggs in Kirk's basket? You know, trying to work out a deal with him. Um, well, I think they'd like to, I mean, it sounds like they'd like to bring Kirk back, but again, I don't know that how much they're going to pay him. That's the thing is, and if he was, you know, coming off a torn Achilles, he's going to be 36 next summer. If he wants a long, you know, a three-year contract for at 40 mil per year, I don't think they can do that. Mm. Um, I think if they move on, they'll probably try and draft a quarterback. Like, I don't Mm. think Josh Dobbs, if Josh Dobbs comes back for cheap, might they bring him back? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. He's, you know, if nothing else, he's a good guy and he can play a little bit. But uh, I don't think the answer is clear yet. And I don't think Kirk is going to come back at as cheap as they probably want. So my question is, how much would they pay Kirk? Because they've got a lot of other guys, Jefferson, Derisaw eventually here, Daniil Hunter, I hope, mm-hmm. to take care of. So, like, this is the interesting question about, what the next move is, and I don't know that a decision has been made yet. No, that makes sense. Is there anybody they're looking at? So I mean, of, the, in the draft, I mean. Yeah, there's a bunch of quarterbacks in the draft. Um, now, it de- partially depends on where they select, which probably right now would be in the 20s. But there, th- it's definitely a draft deep enough where if O'Connell likes a quarterback, it would make sense to take one high. And the other thing is O'Connell was hired because he knows quarterback play. Like, Tom, that's mm-hmm. the thing with this team for years. You know, they did not draft well at quarterback or, in the case of Bridgewater, got unlucky. So I think what we're looking at here is you're going to – or Vikings fans are going to have to put their faith in if O'Connell drafts a quarterback that he was hired for that purpose. Right. You know, if it right. fails, he'll take a ton of heat. But I just don't know – I don't think Kirk is going to take the type of pay cut that people are hoping Kirk will take. Right. And I guess I don't blame him. No, I don't blame him, and but I also don't blame the team for giving a lot, not giving a lot of money to a 37-year-old quarterback. Oh, I agree completely. Because yeah. by then he'll be 37, right? Uh, he'll be 36 next summer. But yeah, but... Well, 36, it, okay. Yeah, but let's say he signs a th- three-year contract. I, I mean, now yeah. he's pushing 40. And yep. if he wants what I think he's going to want, that wouldn't be cheap. So yeah, there's, there's just a lot of things now. Now it'll be a big deal partially because Kirk is a very polarizing guy. Um, and there's a lot of people who have, who love Kirk cousins, but you know, again, they brought O'Connell in here to try to find a quarterback. That's what I'm mm-hmm. convinced of. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and they should have, it's a good move, but they've got five games left. They've got the Raiders on Sunday. Then they play at the Bengals, which also – so the Bengals quarterback, uh, Joe Burrow, is out. So a former Viking, like, third-string quarterback, Jake Browning, is playing there now. And then the final three games are uh, Detroit, Green Bay, and then at Detroit. So it, it'll be interesting to see. Right now they're in the sixth – they're in the sixth seed. There's seven teams that go to the playoffs, but – there's a bunch of teams grouped really close. So the the next month for sure will decide their, their yeah. fate. And the thing is, if they do miss the playoffs, the only upside is your draft position improves, but I think they'll probably make the playoffs. 
Tevin, they going to make the playoffs? Yeah, I think so. It'll be, you know, the sixth or seventh seed, you know, kind of in by the skin of our teeth. Will we win the game? Probably not. We'll see. What, it really just depends on what play we get from our quarterback. <laughs> I don't know. It's It'll be it, very Vikings-like, won't yeah. it? Yeah. It's um, like I look at this team as a we have a Super Bowl caliber, you know, supporting cast on offense around as far as skill position goes, and our defense is playing well. But unfortunately, our quarterback just isn't going to be good enough to mm-hmm. get us anywhere. Seems like it. Okay, I know you got to go, yeah, uh, Judd. But we, we uh, is there was there someone the uh, GI Jane or something like that? Is there somebody on the show that was in the uh, United States Army? And we should probably uh, tip our caps to her today because today is Pearl Harbor Day, sister. Yeah, it's also my anniversary. <laughs> oh my oh. God! A couple of bombs. <laughs> wow yeah <laughs> well, think about that pearl harbor day's your anniversary she's very patriotic yeah Wait, of like oh like marriage or like starting your enlistment or stuff uh by marriage oh wow okay hey, congratulations years? three years five years five years nice time flies thanks congratulations yeah, that's a heck of a married. that's a heck of a day to get to yeah get married it, it kind of just worked out that way we we only were engaged for like a month and we did something really quick, and it was the only day that my uh, some of my family could come. So it was like, you no, know what? that wasn't it. You're lying because you called me and said, I can't let this one get away. <laughs> I remember it. Tom, and I wasn't a big wedding either. It was very little. Tom it was a great came. wedding. Your was wedding was very nice. Super fun. But yeah, yeah. So I always go Pearl every day and my wedding. So I usually, we, we, we play it cool on our wedding. Well, the officiate at the wedding said, if anyone objects to this, and I went, hey, I, and then he just shut me off. He wouldn't let me say a word. Yeah. I was going to try to shut it down to save her husband, but they wouldn't let me. She said, lock it up, Thomas Bernard. <laughs> so lock it up, Buster. So one one month, though? Like, yeah. So, so how, you you met or dated for a month? No, we were engaged for a month, Judd. Come oh, on. oh, okay. I was going to say, he well, has- you said a month. I'm like, what? <laughs> So we dated for a year, and he asked me to marry uh, him on our our dating anniversary because we were older. Like I said, I I was thirty two, so um, like it was one of those things. And we asked me to marry him, and then we wanted to start looking for houses. He yeah. had all the money, but I had the VA loan, so I was like, "All right, let's do something, but not a big thing." And it was perfect. Oh, so you were trying to scam your way into the little housing situation? Yep. Scam our way yep. into his wallet? Am I right? <laughs> hey, oh, high five! Oh, they're actually wow. high five. They oh, actually did God. high five. But I will say this though: that makes you low maintenance, which yeah. is not a bad thing. There, like I don't mm. think there's a lot of pe- people who who would have planned and executed a wedding that quickly and in December. Yeah, it was, it was cool. Like I actually, cause there's a place I volunteer at called Gigi's Playhouse. Um, and it's a a center for down syndrome and I uh, volunteer at the adult night. And so we just did it there and I invited all the people, the, um, participants there and then whoever family could come and Tom and some friends. So it wasn't a big thing. It was really chill, and we danced. It was and great. It was it, a great wedding. It was just awesome. like I said. Yeah, it was kind of like we just let we want to bookmark this. But I, I, I listen. I'm high maintenance in a lot of ways, but this was like, I I don't have that. I don't have that gene in my brain that wants to plan weddings. So, okay, should well. I tell him on the way out because we got to go? But Brittany, I've told you that you may have forgotten about this. Hmm. When I asked Catherine to marry me, what did she say to me? Fine. 
(laughs) That's close. About anybody else? She said, I suppose. You got it. That's exactly. She goes, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thanks, honey. Been together for 43 years, been married for 39 years. Often, I suppose. Yeah. What do you think of that? See, it worked, though. (laughs) What was your reaction to that? Were you, like, caught off guard? Did you high-five her? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I kind of high-fived her because, look, I have known for 43 years – out kicking the coverage. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, it's very obvious to me. I understand. There's no, I, we meet people still to this day. They look at my wife and they look at me and they go like, what? It's like, thanks. Thanks. Leave me, get the hell away from me. Shut up. Well, they probably do that to your husband, Brittany. Yeah. Yeah. They constantly tell me I could, uh, I, I did pretty well. Is that what you're saying? No, no. The other way you dope. <laughs> my husband's <laughs> fine as hell though. He do be fine. He's got those shoulders. Yeah, no, he's looking good. He's jacked on his shoulders. <laughs> Sounds like a Ken doll. He's when I saw shoulders. him walk up on our first date, <laughs> I was like, shirts? I was literally like, on our first date, I thought, because he had a golden retriever, Murphy, who's now obviously mine, but like, he walked up with a golden retriever and he had like a, like a great body and I was like, I'm going to hate this guy. I'm going to hate him because I don't, he reminded me of so many people I was in the military with and I was like, pretty boy, get out of here. And then I was like, oh, I like him. This sounds very like you've got mail at the end where Tom <laughs> yeah, Hanks walked up with the yep. with the golden retriever. And yep. At first you were like, I don't like this guy. And then it's like, well, you know, he does have a book franchise. So that's exactly how it went. I was like, you have how much in savings? All right, yeah. let's talk. Okay, yeah, how much yeah. money? Let's look at your bank account. He was just that too attractive for me. It's like I was like, you're fine as hell. So. All right. I know it's two and a half weeks till Christmas, but pipe down. She's just right. working for a gift. That's all she's doing right and now. And an anniversary gift today. Hopefully <laughs> you already right, went and right. got something. <laughs> it's too late for that. You have to work on Christmas. It does suck to get married on Pearl Harbor, though, because it's always you got your Pearl Harbor gift and your anniversary gift. <laughs> yep, there you go. There you have it. Judd, thank you, sir. We will talk to you again next week. Awesome. See you Tuesday. Bye, Bye. Judd. Thank you. Judd, score north, ladies and gentlemen. Take a break. Be right back. Chris Eggert will join us in minutes. You've all supported, helped support my pillow, and supported them yourselves and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this, continues to give back to listeners with great deals on his most popular products. Right now, you can save 50% on Queen and King pillows. The original My Slippers, the MyPillow six-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. The proprietary technology makes them extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. The regular price, $79.98. But for a limited time, you can get the six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code TOM. That's a 50% savings. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. That is just $39.99 for a set. This deal will not last long. Enter promo code TOM for this special and many more. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. 
Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. I am so happy to welcome back our longtime friends, Sabre Plumbing, Heating and Air Conditioning, to the show. I've known Steve, the owner, for many years. I completely trust Sabre to keep my house comfortable. They always have. Why? Sabre does everything the right way. That's why. And they always put the customer first, which is even better. I love the team at Sabre because their service experts are experienced NATE certified technicians. They're not salespeople. Their pricing is completely upfront, and they fix only what needs to be fixed, nothing more. Sabre is dedicated to giving customers what they need, when they need it, and at the fair price, keeping your family safe and comfortable without breaking the bank. Give Sabre Heating and Air Conditioning a try. I know they'll take care of you just like they've taken care of me and my family. Whether you need a new Bryant furnace or air conditioner replaced or just simply need a service call to get you going again, go to SabreHeating.com. That's S-A-B-R-E Heating.com. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Oh, look, who's all still not dressed up like a businessman. Oh, snap. Oh, snap, really? Dang, coming for your life. Wow, Tom, right right out the bat. No, you don't have to go in again today? I'm at work. (laughs) He's at the fake living room. This is his second apartment, yeah. Yeah, I'm back in my uh, back at my crib, you know. Uh, <laughs> some leather bound books. This downtown apartment. I like it. Channel Five's Chris Eggert is brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh today for your free 48 minute evaluation, 952 925 5608. Chris Eggert from Channel Five Eyewitness News. So, oh, he gets up and wanders away during the intro. Uh, there are there are books back here. What, what do you got? Um, this is. Oddly enough, I think this is in the wrong place. Uh, New York Times Everyday Reader's Dictionary of Misunderstood, Misused, Mispronounced Words. Dang. You have have to understand something, though. They did put that in a television station or a radio station. Yeah, I know. That's what I was saying. There you go. Uh, Probably belongs over at Care 11, not here. <laughs> oh, I like that call. That's a good call. They're a bunch of pricks. I'm going to start good switching play. things out in there and see if you notice. I'm going to put like really smutty books in the background. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've honestly never even looked back there at the books until right now. I had no idea. That would be the best prank ever. Just like all of a sudden, Channel 5, you just have in the background like the Fifty Shades of Grey yeah. books or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Well, it's oh like when people go to Golden Corral and they'll hang like an old timey photo they took at the mall to see. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> notice. That's pretty funny. Do they do that at Golden Corral? They hang up your picture? No, no. like people bring their own photo in that's mm-hmm. framed and then they try to put it on the wall and see how long it'll the last up there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like golden crow, or you'll get restaurants where they'll have just family portraits. Like there's a, there's a in newts in apple Valley. They have like essentially all of their family pictures on the wall. And every time I go there, I'm like, I wonder if I could sneakily add mine without anybody. They noticing. would love it. They <laughs> would love it. 
You know, actually, Golden Corral, the only time I've ever been to Golden and I got nothing against Golden Corral, but the only time I've ever been there is when Andy was a teenager. Oh, no, he might have been in his early 20s. He wanted to eat every meal at Golden Corral. He just loved it. What is it? I've never eaten there. It's a buffet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Known, for his chocolate, known for his chocolate fountain. Ooh. Yeah, there is a chocolate fountain, isn't there, Tevin? Yeah. I don't think you should have a chocolate no. fountain amongst people you don't <laughs> no. know. No, no, no. no. You, know there's, you know there's people just lapping yeah. it up out of there like a cat. And that's different than Cracker Barrel, right? Because I've been to Cracker Barrel. Yeah, yeah, Cracker Barrel, you get to order your own, and you sit down, and there's table service. And there's like... Not gold corral, baby. You just go and just keep on going. All right. So what happened to Old Country Buffet? Are they still around or they're not around? I think there's there's like one or two still around. Is there an OCB still around? But it's not quality. I've been to Old Country Buffet. So those no, are it's similar. Not okay. quality, but... <laughs> wait a minute. Well, hey, I didn't hear that. What'd you say? It's de- oh, yeah, there's some. Oh, wait. It's permanently closed. Uh, permanently closed. Uh, permanently oh, closed. <laughs> Yeah, there was one in Frilly for the longest time and then got leveled for some, like, new apartment buildings. But that was, like, the – why would you ever go to I, – I didn't – I never saw the attraction of Old Country Buffet. We thought that was delicious oh, when I was like, hey, there was Middle school, Tevin, was yeah. all yes. about Old Country yeah. Buffet. High school kid, eat, yeah, when you could consume 9 trillion calories a day and still be rail thin. Yep. But why'd they all close if they were so popular? I think COVID did a lot of those places oh, in. Um, yeah. I don't. Good call. Um, I I remember you. Uh, the Super Moon is uh, my favorite local buffet. Have you guys been over there, right? Oh, oh it, yeah. Yeah, it in yeah. St. Louis. Yeah, here it's so funny because as soon as I searched Old Country Buffet, it immediately was like, "Why don't you go over here to Super Moon <laughs> Buffet? You'll find this delicious." That cool. sounds so good right now. Gosh, maybe I'll go there today for lunch. Just to by yourself, it. just like. Acting a fool at yeah. a buffet. Yeah. Well, yeah. Lucky, lucky enough for us, Fridley Eats, right after that closed, Teppanyaki Grill, which at the time maybe still is, they bolstered, mm-hmm. bolstered it as the largest buffet in the state of Minnesota. Oh, sweet. Yep. So, really? that, and that's just square footage. I don't, you know. <laughs> that's right off of, oh, go ahead, Tom. No, just very quickly, the one thing I did notice about going to Supermoon, there's always at least one couple in there, and if you add them together, they come in at about 1,000. Yeah, yep, there's some. There's usually at buffets some people that'll tip the scales, um, <laughs> which is probably why a lot of them went under because of you get the new health, the new health crazes where everybody's trying to lose weight. You can't really accomplish that at Supermoon Buffet, but I. Oh yeah, wasn't I going to gain 300 pounds for the show so we could have a reality show? Because this, I feel like this would align with our game plan. Then. Right. Well, when I lived in Fargo, there was a Chinese buffet. It was King House Buffet, I believe it was called. They would let you take to-go plates. That's why. Oh, my God. And so we would all go in there and just stuff our faces with orange chicken and Mongolian beef. And then hey, can we get seven to-go boxes? That's the- wild. Yeah, they'd come out and we would go home. It's great. Speaking of to-go Indeed. stuff, this has been an idea of mine for the longest time. And this is not legal in any sense. But I want bars <laughs> to have to-go beers where you just promise, I'm not going to open this till I get home. But, you know, you're like, I just want that draft beer well, i just want one for the road i you pinky know? promise i won't yeah. open it i right. promise i'm not gonna drink this yeah. on the road i promise i definitely go. won't drink this while i'm driving in home. texas mm-hmm. man when we were i was in the uh i went to texas for the military for medic training 
Tom, you could get picked up by a cab and just get wasted in the back seat because it was legal. Sure. Open containers were legal as long as you were driving. Yeah. <laughs> and that like blew our mind. Like we were constantly grabbing roadies. Well, in, when I lived in Louisiana, they had a daiquiri shop that had a drive through. <laughs> so you'd go through like oh, McDonald's yeah. style and be like, yeah, I'll take three strawberry McDaggers. Hey, you want anything in the back? They'd like <laughs> card the driver, nobody else. And off you go with a straw in your drink. Yeah. Indeed, wow. there was a uh, in North Minneapolis on Washington Avenue, and uh, basically it was Washington and Broadway, but right by I ninety four. There was a place called Jug Liquors when I was a kid, and they had a drive through. And I was thought, why would you ever open a drive through at a liquor store? Nobody's that busy. I'm sorry. Like <laughs> no. if I'm no, you're just if I'm gonna casually drink or drink whatever, like. You can walk in. You can take oh. the couple steps. Oh, no. I, I love the drive-up liquor. There's yeah. one of those in my college town, Thunderbird Liquor. You just pull right up, mm -hmm. case of yep. bush light, they grab it, put it out, boom, was, you're on the road. Was it one of those that was like a barn? Have you ever been to one of those where you, it's like you literally drive into the store and it's just I've lined with coolers yeah. and they have the workers there? And you're like, yeah, let me get uh, let me get a jug of the Long Jesus. Island iced tea and yeah, throw a couple of beers in there and we're off on the road. It's like. I'm so busy. I can't yeah. go in. <laughs> Too busy drinking to get out of my car and go pick up something. Those were the days, ladies and gentlemen. Those uh, were the days. That's all I have to say. But Those were the days. So what's going on in the news, Mr. Eggert? Uh, we had a fire this morning in North Minneapolis, uh, apartment fire that was going pretty good uh, for quite a while. Um, over a dozen people who had to be displaced from their apartment. It's a pretty good-sized um, apartment complex. You know uh, nobody was Nobody was hurt, though. Um, let me see if I can get you across street. It's near north, but... Um, so Plymouth Avenue? Yeah, it, I think it was oh. off of Plymouth Avenue. I don't, yeah. I, don't have the, um, I don't have the coordinates of where it was in front of me here on the script, unfortunately. And nobody, um, hurt, nobody was hurt? No, in the nobody area. was hurt, and they yeah, did rescue a cat, and they like did cat CPR, and our photographer was right there. And I've seen that before. I don't know if you guys have seen that before, but... Nope. Um, they just put like a little, they have like a little pet mask that they just like basically shove the whole, the pet's like whole head in there and Aww. pulls it off so they can get, um, get oxygen. And they, they seem to, the cat revived the cat or whatever and handed it off to the owner. So that was, I mean, that was nice. It is a nice thing. And just have to understand one thing. The reason that I asked you if anyone was hurt, I wanted to make sure before I said this, because it's probably yeah. true. Since 1967, that's probably about the third house that's burned down on that lot. You th you know where it is? Well, they burned that whole area down in 1967. The whole yeah. avenue burned to the ground. Then they tried to make a comeback. And then again, in about the 90s, early 2000s, a lot of fires in North Minneapolis back in those days. This place appeared to be newish, but maybe, yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean relatively new but i'm not sure so mm -hmm. it could have been yeah i'm sorry i didn't get the exact address unfortunate i've been through it and it's not pleasant being in a house that's on fire is not fun no you said that a couple weeks ago that's terrible yeah. and we, we all got out though that's good well it's only my mother and me that were home at the time so that's a good thing the dog did not the dog got out and then went back in it's like oh god what are you doing my dog did not want to live with you. <laughs> oh my God, Tom made it. Forget the dog's it. Like, it looked over its shoulder and it's like, well. 
Ah, forget it. I'm going back in the fire. <laughs> to stay with this guy? Forget it. Right. I'd rather oh. give my soul up. As you're running out, he's running back in. Exactly. <laughs> exactly how it happened. You're absolutely right. I can't even deny it. Mean ass dog. That's so sad. That's very what sad. Else? Uh, what else? Well, let's see. Uh, they figured out that cougar that was hit and killed yesterday. Oh, yeah. yep. uh, they tracked the DNR was able to get a look at its ear tag and they tracked it back to Northwestern, uh, Nebraska. Wow. Nice. wow. Yeah. Yep. So, and it's a couple years old and, um, over here from there. So as a former resident of Nebraska, I get it. I want to get, I wanted to get out of there too. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. nice. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I actually really liked Omaha. I liked Omaha a lot. I do it's like I like Omaha. I've been there a bunch and their zoo yeah. is amazing. So yeah, it's a nice town. If but it was anyway, so that's the deal with that. If it was chipped and tagged, and obviously I mean they don't have somebody that their job is just to watch the locations of all the cougars in Nebraska, but shouldn't they have been able to like animal control find it a it's, little bit faster? It's not and... GPS, it's like a yeah, quick... not oh, okay, okay, I see. Yep. I saw I saw a, a news story of just talking about that, and th there wasn't really specifics yet. So they were just like, "Yeah, so this uh, cougar was hit by a car and killed." And authorities are saying it might be the right one. It might be the only one that we thought it was. Yeah. But also, yeah. we don't we can't confirm yet. So just watch out if you're like roaming around that area. There might still be another cougar. Well, they don't run in packs, do but, they? They're like solitary, aren't they? Yeah. That's the thing. There's, but there's not like fingerprints that you can be like yep that's the one you know oh, i suppose <laughs> my uh nanny girl lives over there and she's 16 and i really i texted her and i was like but i feel like you could she's 16 and she's a hockey player i feel like she could take on a cougar like i think she could fight a cougar. oh hell no, no. no. those things are like those, no. they're brutal are you drunk right now do you guys think you guys couldn't fight a cougar no Absolutely i would not. die in 10 seconds hell no It'd bite your face off am, am i I think I could fight a Brittany, cougar. It's a you also, 200 pound cat. Two weeks ago, you said you could fight a moose. No, I said yeah. I could pierce through the pelt of a bison. That's what I said. <laughs> what is it? Oh my God. I, you are. I, did, I said if it was sleeping. I said if it was sleeping and I had a spear, I could get through its pelt. I want to make that very clear. I never said I could fight a moose. That's. And it was a buffalo. Thank that's you. wild. A cougar would murder Tom, all of us. Tom. You could take a cougar. Yeah, I'm not involved in this conversation, obviously. I tried to get in a couple of times, but you know. Tom, you don't think you could punch a cougar straight in its face? I think that Chris Eggert stirs the pot, and that's why you guys get so wound up during this whole segment. You were all laid back until now, but then Eggert ruined it. It's your fault. Uh, that, I'm, I'm a conversation starter, Tom. That's my job. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm here to tell you, no, I do not think I could punch a cougar in, in the face and get Thank away you. with it. How about kick it? Like, I'm just saying, you guys. It's a cougar. <laughs> Tom, you don't think you could drop kick a cougar, at least to, to get it scared and run away? Well, when you approach it, it'd probably run away unless it's very pissed off, and then you got major problems. All right. So that's all I'm saying. No, I don't think a 210-pound cat right. that's all muscle, too, by the right. way. It's not like, like they've been at the old supermoon buffet. You know. <laughs> You're, it'll turn you to the supermoon buffet, Brittany. Like, <laughs> are you going to fight a tiger as well after you're done? Like, where... Tigers are much bigger than cougars. Don't be ridiculous, Kevin. I just can't do this today. Boy, look at the time. I'd well, love to all right. Uh, good to talk to you guys. Um... <laughs> That segment just fell apart. There's a bunch of yammering. 
That was your fault, Chris. I, I'll accept the blame, Tom, and I'll try to do better tomorrow. <laughs> All right, Pally. We look forward right. to talking tomorrow. Have a good day, guys. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Ager, Channel 5's Chris Ager, brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh today for your free 48-minute evaluation, 952-925-5608. Chris Ager, taking care of business, ladies and gentlemen. We – oh, wait a minute. i got to grab that again because i got to do a spot here, don't I? Yes. What the hell did I do with it? See, I was listening to you guys yammering, and I lost my place. And I love that when you guys get on those deals where it's like, no, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Like, Calm down. Everything will be fine. Deep I got it now, sister. You hear me? Yeah. Yep. All right. We'll be right back right after this, ladies and gentlemen. You know the song Kokomo? It's supposed to be off the Florida Keys, right? Hate to break your Beach Boys bubble, but that's a fictitious place they made up for the song. Fortunately for the rest of us, the Florida Keys Island chain are as real as the taxes you have to pay in Minnesota if you're a resident. Now, that's a reason to move south. In addition to Florida and all of Monroe County being beautiful, the Keys from Key Largo to Key West are even more beautiful. This is Tom Bernard, part-time Florida resident myself. And if you want a second house or a new retirement home or want to become a Floridian, may I suggest you contact Matt Carlson from One Key West Realty. Matt grew up in Litchfield. He's a super real estate agent. When it comes to finding your tropical island space in the Keys, he lives there and here. And Matt knows what's best in Key West to buy for your second home in Florida. Matt teamed up with fellow Minnesotan from Sartell and Alexandria, Kristen Eklund, who's one of the top mortgage brokers in the country from Coast to Coast Mortgage. She'll get you the financing you need to buy a home in Florida or in Minnesota. Matt's part of the uh, Lake Sotheby's International Realty Group here in Minnesota. And Kristen, his mortgage colleague, lives and works in the Keys, so they both know the Florida Keys' new and existing homes for sale. And our Minnesotan through and through. Contact them by heading to onekeywest.com. That is onekeywest.com. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation. Consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. Why should your business bank with North American Banking Company? Here's Landon and Gavin Miller of D&B Plating. I've always been impressed with their speed of answers to our questions, uh, and that has allowed us to expand and capitalize on opportunities in the market. North American Banking Company has never made us feel like a number. They've always treated us as a partner. For more information about North American Banking Company, go to nabanco.com or stop by any one of their Twin Cities locations. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. The new Tom Bernard Show is proud to have partners like Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and North American Banking Company founder, chairman, and president, Mike Bilski. I've advertised on Tom's show for years, and the reason is simple. My business is recognized because of the ads, and that recognition has created growth. What business doesn't want to grow? I highly recommend the Tom Bernard Morning Show for your advertising. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. 